This is section 125 of Mark Twain speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dinner speech. Lotus Club dinner for Andrew Carnegie, New York, March 17, 1909. Read by John Greenman. Twain was introduced as St. Mark. I am glad that at last a man has been found with justice enough in his heart to pay me the compliment which I have so long deserved, and which has been denied me by so many generations of supposedly intelligent beings, ranking me with the saints. There is nothing which pleases me more than that, because there is nothing left which I have deserved more than just that. I have ranked myself with St. Andrew for several years, and I really think that this should have been a dinner to the two of us, as St. Andrew was born on the same day in the same year as I was. If St. Andrew had not been born as early as he was on the 30th of November, I should stand now about where he stands. He got in a little ahead of me. St. Clair, there is a saint, but a minor sort of saint. He is a Missourian. So am I. Look at St. Clair McElway. You wouldn't think he came from a state like that. He looks so proud and respectable. The state of Missouri has for its coat of arms a barrel head, and two Missourians are on each side of it, leaning there together, with the motto, a misleading motto altogether, which says, United we stand, divided we fall. Now, it is an interesting thing. St. Andrew here is here as a special guest, and he has heard himself complimented, and complimented, and complimented. You know, it is anybody's experience who has had any large experience in being the chief guest at a banquet, and you must know how entirely undeserved that entire proceeding is, for the reason that the chairman begins by filling him up with compliments, and while they are well done, they are not quite high enough to meet the demand. Now, this man has suffered this evening from hearing compliments poured out on him, apparently with lavishness, but he knows deep down in his heart that if he could overcome his diffidence, he could improve those compliments. But he tries to dissemble, as our chief guest always does. Look at the expression he has got on now. And the man always thinks he is doing well. Anybody who knows, knows that it is a pretty awkward performance, that diffidence that he is working on, his countenance doesn't deceive anybody. 
but it is always interesting to see what people will find to say about a man it is not a matter of what carnegie has done for i would have done it myself if i had had to i don't know just what mr lawrence told you about how mr carnegie came to the rescue of this club when it was likely to get into trouble for i came in late but i judge from remarks that followed that he did tell you about that and that it was a fine thing to do and they tell me that it was at a banquet given by the lotus club to me it was at that banquet that mr carnegie had that inspiration but of course he gets the entire credit it never occurs to anybody that perhaps i furnished that inspiration well, i don't say i did i live a modest life and people can see that by my features i don't want to advertise the way others do why the first thing that mr carnegie starts out to tell you is what scotland has contributed to this world it has contributed everybody that has been of any value to the united states i am not denying it i am saying that it is momentous that's all i don't know that andrew carnegie and mr tower told it but they all came from dunfermline what would have happened if all scotland had turned out i understand that mr carnegie claims that columbus was born in dunfermline and he discovered the country and two or three other men established religion where they didn't have any and from this fact they go on distributing dunfermline people all over this country and acquiring advantages thereby mr tower moved back and called his hand one or two points better well i don't know how far tower did go but he furnished us a saint out of scotland that i always thought was from ireland that is not the right thing to do on st patrick's day st patrick was well enough not st andrew's equal but well enough i don't think mr tower ought to back him up at this time and go on distributing scotchmen out of dunfermline st clair mcalway followed up the compliment with a veritable compliment of compliments away on top of anything that these men have been able to pay mr carnegie when they were trying as largely as they could mr mcalway makes a compliment away beyond all others beyond which nobody can go when he says that there is a man who wants to pay more taxes than are charged to him i have never listened to such extravagance of compliment and i have never seen a case when it was so well deserved well mcalway had to come in and pay his compliment and mcalway did it very well and so did gilder 
very well for a poet and he took the opportunity to advertise his magazine and that it has the distinction of having mr carnegie as a contributor but worse than that he said that it pays mr carnegie otherwise you might feel that his magazine was getting that literature for nothing now he gets that into the associated press in the morning and his magazine will fly pretty high and mighty and the people will hear of mr carnegie and the next thing gilder will be trying to hire me i have gone on through this world now nearly seventy-four years and all through it i have preserved uh, all that i have preserved is my diffidence my chief virtue a moderate modesty and diffidence i am getting pretty old now likely to run out and can't work but i am going to sit down and before i sit down i do want to wish for mr carnegie long life and continued prosperity and eventually a measure of respectability end of dinner speech read by john greenman